Welcome to the Ladies Enrichment Club Worldwide, where we support women out there to enrich their lives and to help them to grow in business and in, in their personal life. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Lindy, and she will be introducing herself. Hi, Lindy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's, it's such a nice, uh, it's a privilege for me as well to have you on the show and for you to share some knowledge with the women out there. And today we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, uh, something that a lot of people need out there. And, um, but before we do that, I would like for you to introduce yourself and where you're from. Where, uh, yeah, you can go ahead. So my name is Lindy Liversage. I am proudly South African. I moved to Dubai about five and a half years ago, where I'm currently residing. Um, <clears throat> I moved from different industries, from construction to retail, luxury goods, and now currently I'm in real estate. Um, and with all that said, I've always been in the HR department. I'm an HR person from top to bottom. It's my passion. It is what I love. Um, I am 30. I'm not sure if I need to mention it, but I feel like it's necessary to mention to women my age, purely because I didn't reach to this point you know, in a very young age, I really worked hard in my life to reach this point in, in an HR um, position. I'm an HR generalist, focusing on recruitment mainly, um, and then the whole life cycle of an employee straight through to the termination and offboarding. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm very happy that you actually invited me here because I do feel that it, there is a place for women in organizations. So for me, it's you have a place in an organization and don't fight for your gender, fight for your value, um, which is very important for me, especially in an interview. Um, if you walk in talking about that confidence. It's not just confidence of you as a human being, but it's confidence on your skill level, your value, what you can offer and what you can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sure everybody knows a little bit more about what we're gonna talk about today, but thank you so much for your introduction. And it's really nice to have you on the show. It's gonna be a brief discussion between us but uh, so today we are talking about recruitment and the process and what you should and should not do um, in maybe in an interview and what you should should put in your CV and, you know, the old and the new and we can discuss that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the current unemployment situation worldwide. Yeah. Um, so look, from an HR perspective, um, the numbers have significantly rised from 2019. And obviously, during the COVID-19 pandemic, um, that number just increase, increased, um, purely because organizations had to cut costs. And it was nothing personal. It was purely 
because of budgets that couldn't be met um, and, and with the economical decline that happened within last year and also for this year as well. However, they did mention, or what I've, what I've read so far, is that the numbers will decrease um, in, in next year, hopefully. I mean, this is just a speculation, but at the end of the day, it does create hope for people um, that in the next year and a half, these unemployment numbers um, might might decrease. So I hope that that gives a little bit of hope to people um, to continue to push for a job um, and to continue to um, reach out to people to find employment. I do understand that it's a struggle at this stage. Um, but I I have to mention that I also realized within the unemployment rate that increased so much um, in the last two years, company cultures have changed um, significantly. It became very individual. Everybody was out for themselves purely because they were driven by fear to keep their jobs. Um, and I want to express my feeling towards that um, by bringing an example of one stick. If you have one stick and you break it, it's easy to break it. But if you have a lot of sticks, it's very hard to break it. So this is a time when people and women need to stick together, um, uplift each other, embrace each other, because that is how you are going to help other people keep their jobs. It's not just about you as an individual in an organization. It's now the time to embrace everybody, to protect everybody in organizations, because it is tough to get a job at this stage. Um, the competition is extremely high. Um, and it's not just about unemployment, it's about de-employment, where people are taking positions lower than what they're qualified for, just in order to get a job. And with that in itself, the competition is is exploding. So people who actually does have the qualification cannot get that job because somebody else who has more experience, who degraded to actually just get a job, got that position. Um, so it, it's not just about unemployment. It's also about de-employment. And with the de-employment, it, it's important that people stick together and try to change company cultures to not be driven by fear. Yes, it's a temporary solution because it's effective for now, but on the long term, people are going to run to exhaustion, to burnout, um, purely because fear is not a healthy emotion to be driven on. Um, so please, if you are in an organization, uplift people, embrace people, because that is what is crucial at this stage um, of, of the mm. COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. Yes, I agree with you. We should always be there for each other, um, help each other where we can, and also mm. look out for each other. Um, now, now we're going to move on to what's our next question? What are some guidelines uh, which can help women in an interview? Okay, so as I mentioned before, confidence is definitely um, something we are looking for in someone, but it's not confidence in talking a lot, being super energetic, going for it, talking so much that we cannot get a question in. 
confidence for us um, requires the confidence in what you do. So if we ask you a question on your previous work experience, have confidence when you are talking about your previous experience. Um, and one of the key points for us that we are wanting to hear is the achievements that you have reached within those organizations. For us, that is, it's, um, it means that you can take initiative and you have goals within your positions, which as a recruiter um, is something that we are looking for. So when I say confidence, have confidence in your skill set. I mean, we cannot expect for somebody from finance, for example, to walk in and have an HR personality. It doesn't work that way. You have to, we are judging, not in a bad way, but we are judging you based on your confidence on your skills, your skill set, and how you value those skill sets, how you can implement your skills to make our organization better. Um, so confidence is definitely one. The second thing is appearance. Um, it's not something I'm very fond of because I feel everybody's beautiful in their own way, but having a clean, neat look is important. Don't pitch in there with your hair not brushed or just throw on a lipstick. It goes a long way. Um, and make sure that you present yourself in, in a, a good, sophisticated manner, oh. I would say. Um, the other thing that I also picked up that I enjoy in an interview is when somebody did research on the company a day or two days before. Um, even though we might not ask you too many questions about it, um, you can pick up pieces of the fact that somebody read about the company history, where they came from, what, um, what they specialize in, what their vision, what their mission is, because that in itself bring, brings in a backdrop of how you actually speak about the company or yourself. Um, so please do some research of the company you're going for an interview for because that it's it's not important, but it gives that extra little bit of feeling that we get from you. Um, I think, sorry to interrupt. I think if you do some research, you already feel a little bit more confident yourself going there and know a little bit more about the company and maybe about the position and mm. read through the job description carefully yes. and make sure yeah. that you are focused, you are in the moment when Absolutely. they ask you. Yeah. And that in itself already prepares you for what the company culture is like, because at the same time, it's not just for us to interview you. You also need to see if that company is a good fit for you as a person. Um, so to read a bit about an organization beforehand, you're right, it does prepare you a little bit more um, for, uh, for the interview. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have another point there. Yes? I do have another okay. point. <laughs> it's just a little bit of a motivational point um, because I have, I haven't seen enough people asking feedback if they did not get chosen. I mean, at the end of the day, I do understand that a lot of organizations don't send out rejection emails to, to candidates who did not pass the interview process. 
Um, but I want to tell you, you are allowed to ask feedback because that feedback is crucial to you for your next interview. Um, if a company sends you a rejection email or if they don't and you don't hear anything from them, reach out to them, ask them, what is the process? What is the status? If they tell you then and there, uh, we apologize, but you were not chosen, then you are allowed to ask can you give me guide, guidelines as to why I was not chosen? Yeah, these, I think that is very important. Yeah, then you know. Right. Yeah. So these right. guidelines will actually help you for your next interview. Oh. Um, sometimes it can be personal. Sometimes it can be skill set. Um, when you are not chosen, don't take it personally. Oh. Purely because... It wasn't a good fit for a specific sure. role. Because sometimes what we get from managers is they need to speak German, they need to have off-plan experience, and they need to uh, have lived in Dubai for 20 years. Those are very specific criteria. So if you were called in for an interview because you've lived in Dubai for 20 years, but you don't speak German, it, you know, it adds to the things that does not fit into the criteria of the manager. However, we were intrigued by your experience. So we still want to give you that opportunity and still kind of um, ask you questions and see what, what you are like, because maybe you stand a chance. Um, but if you don't get chosen, don't take it personally. It's just because maybe there was somebody else who has 20 years experience, they speak German and they have off-plan experience. That's it. Okay, that's great. So that's for all the, uh, the guidelines which can help you in an interview. Uh, thank Please. you so much, Lenny, for sharing that with us. I think each point that you've mentioned is so crucial. Now, our next question is, um, what are the main points that a recruiter is looking for in a CV? Okay. So this all depends on company. It depends on recruiter. Um, but what I have done in preparation for this, I have asked a few of my previous colleagues who was who's still recruiters in the UAE um, what their thought process was on screening CVs so I have gathered a few points and from those few points I have listed three very very important ones that is very general but it is it's very important and it's not just for the UAE, if you are somebody in Australia or Canada or in Europe or even in South Africa, these are the three things that you really need to focus on um, because at the end of the day, we are screening thousands of CVs per day. Um, it's, it's a tiring process and we don't have time to read your essay. If there is one thing that I I'm really struggling with is to read a CV from top to bottom. So the first thing I want to say what attracts a lot of recruiters is your picture. Um, a picture is very important. Please put a picture. Um, <laughs> and a different picture for a different phase in your career. If you are a freshman right out of university looking for a job, 
have a more relaxed kind of profile because that represents the fact that you are young, you're enthusiastic, you're energetic, you want to learn, um, you are looking for a job. Then in your mid career, you can have a little bit more of a professional look, you know, a suit, um, maybe slight smile. Um, and then obviously, when you are reaching CEO, very high level positions, you need a more serious um, profile picture. And I do advise people to go to photographers to take these pictures. Huh. For us, it's one of the first things that attracts eyes to a CV is again, appearance, but it's also how you carry yourself in yeah. that picture. Which not is a very selfie, not a selfie. No, 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 no goes. No goes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's so interesting because we, we just, um, I just interviewed an, an HR intern the other day and she had a very creative picture, I, I would say, because it was so unconscious. Um, in her picture, she was sitting like this, which to me indicates, call me, you know, call me. I'm, I'm ready for you to call me. Oh. It was her picture that attracted me so much and immediately gave her a call. Um, mm -hmm. So a picture is very important on your CV. Wow. Yes, I agree yeah. with you. I, I do have my studio here, my photography studio. And I always say, if you want to make an impression, you need to have a good portfolio for your for your social media, for your mm -hmm. LinkedIn, for your so many as way where you appear online as well. Because yeah, yeah. people will look at your CV, but they will also go on your social media platforms. For sure. I stalk people on LinkedIn every day. And if you have a very attractive LinkedIn profile, I give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So what else? What what else are you looking for? So the second point um, is CV layout. Now, the layout is the body of the CV. And there's a few points that I would like to highlight. One is please list your experience from the, la the first experience to your most recent experience. Because when we look at a CV, we want to see your latest experience first. We want to see what you are currently doing um, in your current role, um, what you, and then we will go down to your experiences. Yes, list your experiences, but decrease the amount of detail that you include in there. Oh. I mean, at the end of the day, I also don't want to read a 20-page CV. Keep oh. it one page, maximum two pages, um, but list all your experience except if you were a waitress when you were a student, it's not needed to list that, except if you are applying for a waiter position now, then you can list it. But at the end of the day, Ben, um, at the end, sorry, that's my dog. Um, at the end of the day, um, yeah, you, you, we don't, we're not really interested in what you did as a university student, but we are interested in what you did recently. Um, and with that said, um, for us, we are looking for keywords. So there's one thing I need to make a note of. Try to avoid sending the same CV to different positions. This is very important only because 
it's super annoying to have a digital marketing specialist sending her CV for a marketing position. It's two very different things. Yes, you have marketing experience, but it's so different to what a marketing position is for. Um, so make sure that if you submit your CV, make a few adjustments to adjust to that, like you said, job description, that position. Um, so yeah, make sure that you don't submit the same CV to every single position that you apply for. Adjust your CV. It's, it's minimal work, but it makes it goes a long way. Um, I also mentioned keywords because we mainly go on keywords. After we look at your CV, we look at a general layout <clears throat> from most recent experiences downwards. And then we look for keywords. Like, for example, if we are looking for a contracts coordinator, we want to see if you have MOU experience, if you have Form F experience. I know this might, might sound like Greek to some people right now, but at the end of the day, these are keywords that that we are looking for. So do your homework, go on Google, ask what are the keywords for this position, put it in your CV and put it in bold because that will make my life easier. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> put it in bold. It, it Honestly, just by doing that, I will not archive your CV. <laughs> well, do you think the other recruiters uh, feel the same way? That is why I listed these three things, because this is the feeling of, I'm not going to say all the recruiters because everybody's so different, but from the people that I met in preparation for, for this question, these are the people that really stipulated keywords, which is very important for them. And two or three of them mentioned, if they can put it in bold, that will really make our life easy. I was one of the three. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Do it, do it for Lindy if you apply and her company. So, uh, but I, I think that is really a very um, easy way for a recruiter just to it will like pop out and you Absolutely. will immediately see. I know that there is software and all of that that you can use as a HR recruitment yeah. software. But um, yes, Lindy, I quickly want to share. I. I did some research on the internet to see a few templates mm. uh, for <clears throat> CVs. CVs. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to share screen. Okay. One. Would you like my opinion on them? Yeah, I just want to quickly go and, and say that Buzz CV has been around for a very long time. There you can see actually. And call you now. I'm not an affiliate of Buzz CV or anything. But I actually yeah. uh, were looking at their website and my husband was also in HR, like I told you, but now I'm telling all the other listeners. Um, he also said that this is really a nice idea to show it just so that people yeah. can get an idea. And if you go on Buzz CV and Buzz CV, I will talk to you later on because I'm going to promote you. But I'm just joking. So there yeah. is so many uh, areas worldwide and yeah. all every single CV is in a different format yeah. what do you think about that at the look I think the reason why all of them are in so many different formats is because a CV is also personal 
So you need to see what your personal taste is, what works for you. Um, and then you pick from that. Once you have that, then you can go on the streamlines of choosing a good picture, make sure that the layout is correct, um, and then go ahead and writing your CV with the keywords um, and, and things like that. Um, so I, I'm not able to tell you, yes, that's my favorite, that's not my favorite, that's my least favorite, because at the end of the day, a CV is still very personal and it's still a representative of yourself. Sure. So if you want to choose one with pink and green lines, go ahead. Just make sure that you have a picture, that your layout is correct, that you have the, um, the needed information in that CV. And now I'm touching on my third point of the CV writing is to list your education. Even if you did a small certificate of two months in uh, 2019, you list it. And if, if you want, you can list the, the um, specifications on what that course enable or um, what that course was about, um, but list your education. It's very important. And what helps as well is to list your languages, how many languages you speak, even if it's just English and Afrikaans, listed it's important um because i know that in the uae they they are looking for people speaking specific languages because it's yeah. such a multinational um country they are looking for people that can speak specific languages uh -huh. so look your language is something very small but it it goes a long way again um and yeah so that's my three points for for cv writing please remember remember it it's your profile picture the layout of your CV and listing your education. I just want to make sure that I, for the layout that I mentioned everything, um, for layout to list your most recent experiences first, um, list the most relevant information in your current job by bullet point. I think this is something <laughs> I, I, we, we spoke about it a bit briefly before, but it, this is very true because I'm not going to go into your um, job description of what you're currently doing and wanting to read an essay. I want to see bullet points. I want to see clear indication of what you're doing um, exactly. And then in that, you highlight in bold the keywords that we are looking for, because oh. that's that's going to make it easier for a recruiter not to archive your CV. The easier your CV is to, to read, the easier it is for us to shortlist it. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so that's all my points. And then the last thing is the list your education. Okay, thank you so much. I think that is really a very important, uh, yeah, couple of points that you have touched there to write your CV. And also, I would just add to that short, the shorter the better, right? You said not a very long CV. Okay. Yeah. If yeah. you can keep it to one page, that is the best. I do understand if you have 25, experience, uh, 25 years of experience, it's mm -hmm. going to be tough to list it in one page. So that's why I'm saying two pages maximum. Okay. Don't, don't go over two pages. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is cover letter is it still necessary what what's your thoughts and all the other recruiters that you've been talking to how do you feel about cover letters 
So I do know that a few organizations still requires cover letters. However, as a recruiter, I disregard them from the start. Um, it's only once you are shortlisted that we might ask you for a cover letter. So unless a company asks you for your cover letter, it's not needed to submit it in, in, the, in, the, in the first run. Okay. So there you have it. We had such a nice talk today about uh, unemployment, building CVs, you know, how to be presentable when you go for an interview. Thank you so much, Lindy, for your time. Actually, this has been a little bit longer than I thought it's going to be, but it was really nice. Very nice to know uh, that, yeah, you've got so much to share to people out there and you feel so empowered as well to reach out uh, to women out there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very much for women empowerment, especially in corporate organizations. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Lindy, for your time. And Thank you so much for having me. If you really ever want it. to uh, give us some advice, send us some uh, short video and we will post it on Ladies Enrichment Club. And yeah, definitely. yeah we, definitely. we support women out there. Uh, who is currently looking for jobs or even if you've got some uh, business advice you want to share, um, please do so and share it with us. Thank you, Lindy. Have a lovely day. Me too. Bye-bye.